Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good. I think we're getting better at these remembering to introduce ourselves. In, in like a low key. Yes. Not super obvious way. A no pressure kind of way. Until you called this out. I know. But I was just thinking about that. I was like, I think it's been a few weeks that we've actually said hello to each other and said our names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What you been up to? Reading anything good? Yes. Um, I just finished, and I think you did too. Oh, I didn't think I know what you're talking about. A spicy book. Oh. Okay. Camera shy. Yes freaking incredible yeah so it was written by k cove and it should now be out now when this episode's airing it'll be out um so fun so much fun (laughs) i i blushed i cried i cheered it was perfect it was it was so good can i like read the dedication on this book yeah so like y'all that if this dedication does not inspire you to check this out I don't know what will. I agree. And it's so just like a quick like summary while Sarah's bringing that up. (laughs) Um, It's like it's about it. it, It's a it's romance. Yeah. It's spicy. And Mm -hmm. it's about this girl who is like freshly single and is like the the guy was was a jerk Mm -hmm. and like made her feel like their sex life wasn't good. And that's part of the reason why. And why would they settle and blah 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 and so she basically exchanges her services and kind of hires a sex coach yeah but it's not in like a weird prostitute way and it just spirals from there and it's phenomenal it's so good but what initially caught me this dedication it says this is the one for every single woman who feels less than and is battling insecurity it's time to pick up your crown queen look in the mirror you've been royalty all this time act like it I am so here for this. Like as soon as I read this, I was like, I'm going to love this book. I don't care if it's the worst written book in the entire world. I'm four starring it regardless. (laughs) Like it's, but it wasn't, it it was just good. It was so good. The story, like it was such a well-written story. It was so relatable, which I think like, because every single woman, I don't care if you're a size double zero or if you're size like 28, you, every single person has body insecurities. Yep. And this like truly dug at the heart of like, the mental spiral that I think women especially go into Mm -hmm. with their body insecurities. Yeah. And how we let men impact that and Mm -hmm. make it worse. Yeah. Like I thought, Oh, just like we we gave you a high level, but the part where it's like, he starts out, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to compliment you and I'm going to show you what I see. But then he's like, you know what? Like I need you to see this for yourself too. Like you shouldn't be feeling this way because Mm -hmm. I told you. Yes. And it's just, I just, I love it so much. Yes. So I need the male and that male, Finn, I need him. I, in my life. Definitely. I would like to replace my husband. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I, sorry, Richard. Um, because it just, the way he loved her, it's just so good. It was, yes. So (laughs) So good. Thank you for that arc. We loved it. Yes. Spice. The spice in this was so good. Yeah. Not fantasy. No, just romance. But, so good so good so if if you guys want like a solid like fantasy palette cleanser between mm-hmm. worlds to give your brain a break from world building this yes. was phenomenal yes. it was so much fun yes oh i can't wait to read like the next one i know mm. <laughs> this author she's been opened up to me now i hadn't read anything by her before i hadn't either um okay um i'm also almost done with the phoenix king which is another arc that we got by aparna verma um comes out early august um i figured out who the main characters are which because i know i think last week or a couple weeks ago i was saying there was like four of them now there's definitely two main characters so we are almost there so i will give final thoughts once it's done but i really like the story and like the complexity of it versus like 
it's not like a super intricate world or anything like that but i just i don't know her writing is Mm -hmm. what is it called prose when it's just like it's really beautifully written yeah yeah i really like how she writes oh i'm excited yeah so i'm i'm enjoying that oh we only have one copy of that so i have to wait till sarah's done before i'm allowed to read it sorry i can't wait (laughs) um and we've actually got in a couple more arcs that i'm pumped to read Ooh, tell me more um so the long game by elena armas Ar- armas i forget how to say her name so she wrote the spanish love deception which is Ooh. one of those like cutesy romance yeah. cover ones um which i haven't read but i've heard read that one great either. things about it mm-hmm. um so i'm excited to read that one and then we also got wildfire by hannah grace and she wrote icebreaker oh, which okay. is that hockey sports one yep. which i was i'm so into the hockey scene right yeah. now so yeah, so I'm really excited for both of those. And those come out in September and October. So That's so fun. Got a little bit of time on those, but we will keep you posted as to our thoughts. Yes. Also, though, just speaking of arcs, mm-hmm. I just, I want to celebrate. Yes. W- like, we're in at HarperCollins, which yeah. is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's been a couple of authors that are big that we're hearing about. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get Tessa Bailey's, like, next book which is like a christmas love story so like we'll share that one more later when we get closer to it but something Mm -hmm. that i texted my friend ann who i've talked about on this podcast before yeah the second you told me about this because i was like oh my gosh we all need time to emotionally prepare for this but Allie hazelwood Mm -hmm. is writing a fantasy yeah so she did all the stemonist like romance books yeah like love hypothesis Mm -hmm. like so good yes and she's writing a fantasy. Yes. So it's called Bride. And I think like I remember seeing like emojis and it was like a blood teardrop. Like so the red teardrop, there was like a wolf emoji. I forget what the other one was. And I was like, <gasps> what is this? But it comes out in like February, I think, of next year. Yeah. So pumped. Way more to come there. But yes. I just I feel like we all need some time to prepare. Yes. For Allie Hazelwood writing a fantasy. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Sorry to gush about how cool and popular we are, but <laughs> you guys will get to read these soon. I know. We're getting y'all excited too. Yes. Um, I haven't been able. So I read Camera Shy. I literally read it in a day. Also, yeah. not to go back to that <laughs> book, but I read it in a day. I neglected my child for like a whole Saturday because I was like, "Son, I'm sorry. I'm I can't. I need some away. mom time. I need some mom time, and it is this book. Um, I didn't actually neglect him." Um, he was fine, <laughs> but anywho, so I've read that and I'm, I'm trying to decide what the next, I actually like for once have like a, a whole shelf of like library books mm-hmm. that are all due around the same time. Yep. So I'm like, what's the next one I pick pressure, up? Pressure, pressure to choose. Yeah. So I haven't picked yet because the last few days have been a little crazy. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. The world is my oyster right yes. now. But, um, Something that I just felt like folks would appreciate. Mm-hmm. My son is almost nine and three quarter months old. Mm-hmm. And so it is house sorting time. That is so, so exciting. I'm so excited about it. Um, so for the Hogwarts fans, Harry Potter fans. Which should be everyone on this podcast. Which listening. I just assume if this was a Venn diagram, it would be a circle. I'll give you 2% of the, like 98% of the circle. Maybe. Whatever. But yeah. honestly, probably not. Yeah. Anywho, so um, another friend of mine crocheted the animals mm-hmm. that are the mascots for each of Aww. them. And I have onesies for each of the four houses. So tomorrow morning, first thing, mm-hmm. we're going to lay out the onesies and put the little animals on them. Yeah. And we're going to see where he crawls. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Okay, ah. what house do you hope? Okay, wait. So your oh, Hufflepuff, your I'm, husband is a Slytherin. Even though he claims Gryffindor, he has literally no idea who he is. He because is not, he is not a Gryffindor <laughs> at all. He is not a Gryffindor, but I also caught him the other day calling himself a Slytherin. So <gasps> I think he's just trying. Finally, I think he's just trying to mess with us when yes. he says that, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're a Hufflepuff Slytherin household. So I will love him no Obviously. matter what house he is in. But do you have a feeling? it's hard okay I have ruled out Ravenclaw at this point not that my son is not bright (laughs) he is but he's just like that like like if I look at milestones he's on target he's not like way ahead so Mm -hmm. I'm like "Mm, maybe not a Ravenclaw okay um he is very adventurous Mm -hmm. so I'm like "Mm, that could be Gryffindor vibes yeah he is a snuggle bug okay 
So I'm like, mm, is he a Hufflepuff? Yeah. Does, like he loves to be with people, which you could kind of go with Gryffindor also. Mm-hmm. But then he is sneaky. Yeah. And so I'm like, mm, are you a Slytherin? <laughs> are you a Slytherin? Mm. Um, and he's very demanding too. <laughs> so just there are some tendencies where yep. I'm like, I was going to say, when we did our house sorting, it was nowhere near as cool. We did not have crocheted animals or mascots for James. But um, I just laid out books that were that color because those are the only things I had in the house that That were of colors. He went Slytherin, which is very sad considering Josh and I are both Gryffindors. Very strong Gryffindors at that. (laughs) So. You know what? It Maybe as he gets older. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll have an opportunity to yes. resort himself. He will, obviously. But, but do initial. You think, do you think he has? I don't know. He, oh, he totally. He'll like look at me and he'll give me this evil smile, and then he's in this weird kick <laughs> of like he has like a demon voice. I'm not kidding. No. He'll, he'll be like, Mama, 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 and I'm like, Oh my God, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? But he does it all the time now. He'll say like, and he'll do the same thing with Dada, and I'm like, Ooh, What the heck, kid? crazy it's ridiculous i was like what are you doing but he thinks it's funny too and i'm like i i was like you are probably actually a slytherin i know i associate slytherin with evil i know they're not evil but like in my head that's a slytherin trait i am dead it's ridiculous okay so it was probably right then it was probably right it was he knew he knew trust the hat trust the hat they know what they're doing that is so funny. So, anywho, I'll report back. Yes, on um the ad- addition to my yes. house. But tonight, I put him in a onesie that says "Snuggle the Smuggle," and I was like, "Last night was a muggle. Let's see <laughs> what's he gonna be next tomorrow." So, I'm very stoked about it. I think that's so fun that you're doing that. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this. Yes, um, this exact moment. <laughs> anywho, um, okay. Should we dive in? Let's dive in. Okay, so this this week we are calling this episode Sex Teleporting, and we're doing chapters 44 through 47, mm-hmm. getting through part two. Yes. Summary for chapter 44, our crew is hunted by the hind and rescued by some surprise allies. What'd you notice? It was intense. Like, I yeah. cannot believe they make it out of there. All of them. Well, I alive. I'm trying to think long term. Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to fix this? Yeah. Like, you are literally caught. The hind knows who you are. The hind yep. knows what you've done. You've been spotted. Completely spotted. And the, the rebels, they know what you've done. Like, yep. They don't, they don't like you either. <laughs> You're kind of in a world of hurt. No. It's <laughs> not a good spot to be in. No. Um, but so this chapter starts out and Bryce is like wanting to take the bullet out of Cormac, but apparently that's a no-go with Gorsian bullets or mm-hmm. Gorshin. Did you say Gorshin? I said Gorshin. Gorshin. Gorsian. I don't know if there's one right or wrong. No, I'm going to say whatever I want. Yep. Uh, the Gorsian <laughs> bullet. Um, it, apparently you have to have surgery to get every last piece out. Yeah. Cause so. it like shatters and mm-hmm. explodes. Yes. That's how they designed it. I was like, oh, of course they did. It makes sense. Yes. Um, but they, so they're out in the boat and the hind has spotted them. Yes. And she's on very fast boats and yes. they are not on a fast boat. And right. so she is just gaining on them. Right. And but. they can't fly because there's guns trained at them, yep. like in the sky. Yep. So that's not a way out. Can't do that. Can't winnow. No. So into the water? Yeah. Therian's like, we can go into the water. And I was like, mm, that's not going to work very well. Like it doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, but then like rune like turns and he starts panicking like you can see it on his face yeah so he sees like these three omega boats heading towards them so it's like okay the hinds in front of them the imperial boats are behind them what what do you do like there's nowhere to go their boat's not fast yeah he says we're deep fried and i'm like yep Mm -hmm. pretty much yes and i'm just like in my head i'm trying to figure out the scenario that they get out of this like i'm almost trying to predict like okay they can't die like Obviously, they escape. How are they escaping? But my plans are zero at this point. I've yeah. <laughs> I've come up with zero creative plans. Yeah. Well, and then essentially the hind just like rolls up to them mm-hmm. all by herself, and they just like let her approach. And I'm like, this this doesn't sound like it's gonna work either. Right. And it's like, wouldn't you want to like try to sh- shoot her with your lightning when she's kind of further off? And they're like, oh well, then they'll know that it's like us. And I was but like, they already know. 
they, they know what what's to get what's not giving it away and it's like well they're like oh well the harpy and the hammer because they came with the hind they're all on this big speedboat together right but then the hind separates and comes up to them by herself and they're like oh well their thought is well they can't see them from that far away it's only the hind that knows who they are i was right. like aren't you all veneer don't you have like incredible long distance vision <laughs> i was like i'm pretty sure they would see you yeah i don't know and you have bigger things to worry about. Like, I'd want to fry the hind if I could from afar. Yeah. But they're also all in water. So it's not exactly the safest move mm-hmm. to fry anybody. But I, I thought it was interesting. Like, they're not – like, at first I thought, like, she's saying these things like, oh, look at you. Like, I've caught you. This is the fun part of my job, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were being all – they were all being very noncommittal. Right. Which made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we can talk our way out of this eventually. Right. But then she brings up Sophie and Cormac is like, I'm going to rip you to pieces. And I'm like, well, you gave the game away for yep. sure there, Cormac. Mm-hmm. Now she knows for sure. Yes. That you care about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm very concerned. I know. It was interesting. She brought up this, like, white stone. She's like, I showed this to Sophie before she died. And then she, like, tosses it in the water. And I'm like, what? What what is what are these stones? Well, I, I, is that is that like the crystal, like the communication crystal that Sophie had on her? I don't know. That was the only thing I could think of. I was like, but then she says she like showed it to Sophie, so maybe no. So I guess it wasn't. No, well, crystal. when she killed Sophie, she dropped something into the water then as well. That's what it was. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like her mark. Yeah, her mo. Her like signature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's she's talking, but, you know, they, they got to figure out how to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And Bryce decides she's going to, quote, blind the bitch. Yeah. And she begins to glow. And this is their, like, opportunity to try to get out of here. Although I still don't know how they're going to, like, escape long term. Right. Short term, maybe they can try to get away. Yeah. So um, they're in kind of, like, spirits them through the water, if you will. Like, I'm yes. imagining these, like, little, like air bubbles and then he's like pushing them through the yeah. water um and they're mind speaking therian and rune and all of a sudden therian senses something that's like bigger than the omega boat and mm-hmm. it's like what what else is down there what's right. bigger than the omega boat um but you know they're mind speaking but hunt is just focused yeah focused. it says Lightning wrapped around Hunt's head. Rune's heart stalled a beat as it lingered, like a crown making making of Hunt an anointed primal god. Willing to slaughter any in his path to save the female he'd love, he'd fry every single one of them if it meant getting Bryce out alive. Some intrinsic part of Rune trembled at it, whispered that he should get far, far away and pray for mercy, but Bryce didn't balk from the knee-wobbling power surging around Athalar, like she saw all of him and welcomed it into her heart. And I like how this moment is like Rune is straight terrified yep. of Hunt. And Bryce is just like batting her eyes like, I love Hunt. I accept all of Hunt. I was like, it's such a like, this is such a like yeah. weirdly written like and weird emotional yep. like chapter, I think to me. Um, but yeah, I just, Hunt is insane. Yeah. Basically is what it amounts to. He is raging. Yes. And this boat essentially like scoops them up and they like get inside. So like we think maybe they've been rescued, but we don't know exactly who it is. They just say, we mean you no harm. And so you're kind of like, okay, well maybe we're safe, safe for a little bit. Um, but so yeah, so Hunt's eyes back to Hunt again. Yep. His, they, his eyes are literally pure lightning and he yeah. has like vines wreathing his arms and his brow. And I'm just like, wow. And Bryce is trying to calm him down, but doesn't know how really well, uh, but rune mm-hmm. starts to figure out what's going on yes and it's very interesting it is very interesting so he lets her know that this was how he was the day with sandra when he like ripped off her head and he's like you were in danger then too and she goes what's that supposed to mean he goes why don't you tell me and she goes like like you seem to know what's going on and he says it means that he's going ballistic in the way that only mates can when the other is threatened. It's what happened then and what's happening now. Your true mates, the way Faye are mates in your bodies and souls. That's what was different about your scent the other day. Your scents have merged as they do between Faye mates. 
he's not Faye. Maybe he's part Faye. Like we don't know Hunt's dad. True. I guess. Yeah. Maybe part Faye can make. I don't know. Maybe. But interesting that her smell was already changing before they even like did anything. Yeah. But Rune is right. Like it makes sense why Hunt is is freaking out. If it's like I think about like Reese after Mm. he mated with Farrah and how crazy he got, even around like Cassian. Yep. So this would make sense. Yep. So it seems like maybe they're just not mates in name, but Mm. true mates, which is sweet. I know. Um, but we learn that apparently this submarine thing that they're on initially, they learn that it's run by the Mer. Um, helpful. Helpful to know. Um, and that the Oracle apparently told them to be there and they saw the light signal. So they they had assumed it was Therian that was signaling them. Right. But it was Bryce's light, I guess. Yeah. So what a sheer stroke of luck that she like started flashing her light. <sighs> True story. And then they just magically appear. Yep. Lucky, lucky them. Yep. And so this ship is called the Depth Charger. And it's a city ship of the Ocean Queen's court. So we have the River Queen. Mm -hmm. This is the Ocean Queen. Yes. And she has city ships, which I think are interesting. It sounds super cool. It does. And we definitely get more like in the next couple chapters about Mm -hmm. it. But I was like, this is, it's, it's literally a whole city. Yeah. It feels, I know you don't watch this, but it feels like something out of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it almost reminds me of, um, like space movies where yep it's obviously like it's in the water but it's these whole ships that it's it's everything xenon like, yes i literally was gonna say xenon <laughs> but i was like is that too ridiculous no 100 percent xenon chapter 45 the boys back home free some fire sprites and a dragon um and rune and therian tore the boat bryce and hunt steal a moment alone a freaking dragon was in that ring. <laughs> like a freaking dragon. I'm so intrigued by this version of dragons. Yes. Especially, I mean, we're obviously obsessed with fourth ring right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, what? Dragon. What? Dragon. Dragons. Give me all the dragon. Um, but yeah, like I just, I, how have we never heard about these ships before? And how, like, yeah. I feel like there's so many secrets hidden and I just want to know it all. I feel like that's just the ocean in general, though. Like, yes so many secrets so it would make sense why the ocean queen would be similar makes sense um so this chapter opens up we are back at the frat pack's house it is tristan declan ethan and declan's boyfriend mark the lawyer who is consulting ethan about the fact that he just stole broke in entered and stole yeah Mm -hmm. so unfortunate but just like ethan is so sweet like he's like like what what choice did I have? Yeah. And I, I get it. I understand that, Ethan. But also, you did not have to break into the astronomer's building. Right. Like, the door was closed. It feels wrong to leave them there. It does. But, I mean, yes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the wolf, like, Mark's trying to, like, give legalese, basically. But he's like, you know, technically the wolf is legally owned by the astronomer, not a slave. But basically the same thing. Yeah. And like the sprites are like owned. So it's like the only way you could properly take ownership is if because they would have to claim that they were completely mistreated and then then they would be allowed to be sold to you and then you could buy them. Right. And then you could release like it's this whole thing. Yeah. So red tape all over the place. For sure. But so this box with the fire sprites, mm-hmm. it starts like rattling as they're talking because they're like should you put it back like yeah they're like please don't yeah yeah so the little sprites are like no 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 so they start shaking it and flynn decides to open this box and there's apparently it looks like there's four rings Mm -hmm. and three are fire sprites like lahaba but one is like a globe of pure fire so we can't really see what is inside of it right um and And so flynn's breaking each of them yes the three sprites are free which in my head, when he was like grabbing a hammer, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Like I was thinking he's going to like slam the hammer and it's just going to like bounce back in his face. Right. But it like actually worked. I was like, oh, is this really like there's no extra special spells protecting. Apparently these not. Rings. You literally just break the ring. That's it. Okay. I'll take okay. it. I'll take it. Um, But that fourth one, which just quote blazed crimson, they 
release it and it's all of this fire comes out and it ends up being a dragon but in like a interesting like humanoid mm-hmm. form yes and i'm just like i never pictured dragons in like a humanoid form no they're like just dragons yeah like they don't transform yeah apparently they do apparently they do um yeah because there's like a naked human-sized female just smoldering on the coffee table yep but i thought it was so interesting how this ends she says like he's going to kill you he's going to find you and kill you essentially because you stole me Mm -hmm. and you released me and i thought it was funny flynn says good thing a dragon now owes me a debt (laughs) it's just like well sure let's let's go yes but also like how does how does he know that she's a i mean i guess that the flames that came out of the thing he must have assumed and i mean these people are old so i'm I'm assuming they know know what a dragon looks like they know more than me yeah so because it's like she was in a humanoid form so i was like how do you know she's a dragon but yes yeah they're probably well aware um, so now we're back underwater with the ship that mm-hmm. is incredible and literally has like a whole biodome that can sustain life for everybody aboard. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, but the ocean queen owns this ship and she gave it some of her like unique abilities, including camouflage. So, because they're mm-hmm. basically like, um, these boats are still after us. How are we going to get out of here safe yep. and sound? And she's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like it's no big deal. And it's like, all these people are walking around the ship not at all worried yeah like it's just a regular old day yep and you're like these massive ships are coming at us like how but this boat can basically camouflage itself because and it's not picked up on radar because it uses the queen's power mm-hmm. not first light so yeah. it just becomes invisible basically so cool so cool makes me wonder like what are some of the other like tricks of mm-hmm. their boats for sure um and like ophion literally passes right by them they can see the like the logo of the ship like at least scratches on the ship and nothing like they're completely oblivious yeah they ask sendies like trying to understand the allegiance right right and she lets them know like you know we're not aligned with ophion we're not aligned with the assyri like we're just kind of our own Mm -hmm. thing yeah so somehow they managed to find a safe middle ground. <laughs> yes. Which I did not think existed, but apparently, apparently. it does. Um, but like through all of this, like all this conversation, all this like walking through the ship, Hunt is just sizzling still yeah. with lightning. It is just cannot like, let it go. He can't. Um, and Rune cracked me up. Rune tries to mind speak with him to like calm him down. But apparently like he just hears thunderstorms start booming overhead. <laughs> I was like, he's like, nope, that is not a good idea. <laughs> Like, good try good try rune um and so he basically like coaches bryce like you need to figure this out right mm-hmm. you need to go calm him down yes um i was gonna say they pass along the ocean floor mm-hmm. um and they pass by like these crumbling pillars with markings which like weirdly reminded me of the bone quarter with like oh. all the markings that they pass there interesting um just a call out i don't know Mm. but apparently this used to be like a highway that mer traveled between great cities long ago so like it seems like there was like this whole other world basically below right that no longer exists and i'm like why does it no longer exist right i don't know Hmm? don't know um okay so they've kind of been taking a tour and exploring and there's the really cool like biodome Mm -hmm. and bryce is just kind of like, okay, well, that's a spot where we could maybe get some privacy and I could try to, like, calm him down. Mm-hmm. So she asks, like, if they can go there. And, you know, Sandy says, like, yes, I'll close it to the public. Like, just make sure no harm is done. And so the two of them are kind of going off to the biodome for mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and she, like, radios, like, clear the biodome and seal off its doors. And Rune's just kind of like, what? Which I think he was in a little bit of, like, protector mode for a minute. Yeah. But she's like, I think that they should have a little privacy, don't you? And so it's like, I think she also kind of understands what's happening. It's yep. like, well, let's just set that one up. Mm-hmm. And that's how that chapter ends. Yes. Chapter 46. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce and Hunt have mate-level sexy time. Ethan understands his options and who the astronomer really is. And Cormac gets some bad news. Sexy time finally happens. And it can't just be a great chapter. Like it has to have the bad stuff too. Like literally every time. Every sexy time chapter we have. Except like chapter 55. Like there's bad news. Wait, (laughs) no. Isn't isn't like the last line of chapter 55. Like isn't that a bad ending? 
Oh, I have no idea. Like they're going to war or something because I feel like that I'm was not like sure. it was epic up until the last line. I'm not sure, but if she did that, Sarah J. Mass would be such a bitch. I feel like I need to <laughs> reread that right now. Just let us enjoy the same. I know. Why? Just have two chapters. Is it really that hard to just yeah. end the chapter? Have a dedicated sexy time chapter. That's it. That's all Fine. we want in life, SJM. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Anywho, so what'd you notice? It's like crazy sexy time. Yeah. It's like I, the the power, like yeah, going between both of them. Yep. Is crazy. Yep. yep. So she's essentially trying to use this sex to like refocus him and calm him down. Right. So they go into this biodome and she just like strips down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's your turn now. And then he's like, oh, we're doing this. And you can see him like kind of slowly being like, oh, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I see her. And so it's it's working. Mm-hmm. But they're also like very motivated to yes. keep going for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, the verbiage is just very interesting when they're doing their sexy time. It's a yep. lightning dance down her skin along her hair and she basks in it, took it into herself, let herself become it, become him and let him become her until they were two souls twining together at the bottom of the sea. And it's just like, like that could just be like great sexy time imagery, mm-hmm. but also this is a fantasy book mm-hmm. is that actually was happening. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think so because yep. it's like they're both glowing and blazing. It's like they both yeah. have lightning and they both have star power. Like, yeah, it's a weird something weird's happening. Like, what's going on? And this is like, I when I was reading this, I was also trying to think like, Feyre also during mm-hmm. chapter fifty five lights up, right? And I was, but but her, that was because of the dawn powers mm-hmm. i think i think so yeah or day i can't remember i think so yeah. um, but one of those powers caused her to like light up light up um but then they were talking about lighting up here and i was like huh do all fae just light up with you their just mates? light up <laughs> when we made i don't know when it was like another weird comment was it said bryce had the vague sense of falling through air through time and space and i was like i think back to when they had their like sexy time in cc1 mm-hmm. like on the couch or whatever yep and like it made that comment about like Bryce falling through time and space and she like chose to stay in this time yes and like it was weird then and it's like the same wording and it's like weird now right well okay but for this time Mm -hmm. I felt like it made sense because I think she accidentally winnows well yes (laughs) at the end of it so I was like oh so maybe that's what happens yeah because at first I was like imagery yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and then I was like oh wait no you you winnowed you actually winnowed (laughs) which they winnowed to the oh gosh what's it called the airlock Yes, the airlock. So they're just like naked in this airlock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, how are you? How are you going to get out of that? I mean, thankfully there's like scuba suits and they're I like know. walking around in scuba suits. But at first I thought it was going to be like, they're... I thought they were going to appear naked in front of like a crowd. Like, Yeah, I... they're just going to have to strut back, yep. go find their clothes and try again. <laughs> Honestly, that would have been way more comedic. It would have been so funny. Yes, but alas. Alas. All uh, right. Then... We pivot back to Frat Pack House. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting to know the sprites and the dragon. Oh, I didn't ask. How did you spice rate this oh, sexy time? This was pretty spicy. Was it? To me, I wasn't no? really like, I don't know if it's because it was so focused on their powers intertwining. Yeah. I gave it like a two. Really? Like a two, two and a half. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe there it's was, just me. There was a lot of focus on power. I will agree. Yeah. Not like it matters, but I was just curious. I'm probably going to give this one a 3.5. Okay. Because of certain nouns that are used yes. very consistently. Okay. I can see that. It feels a little bit bit more on that spicier side. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Now, yes, yeah, sorry. We're yeah. back with our sprites. Getting to know the sprites. We have names now. Yes, we have Rithi, mm-hmm. we have Milana and Sasa. Yep. Um, and they are descendants of Persina Falith, Lady of Cinders, which I love how they have these like important people they descend from. Right. Um, and the dragon's name is Ariadne. Yep. Um, which she kind of holds that back a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think it's it it's funny. They're like, your name's Ariadne. Mm-hmm. Like if the, you're a dragon. Right. Like, shouldn't it be like Skull Crusher or Wing Doom. Right. Um, and 
she says, such names are for the old ones who dwell in their mountain caves and sleep the long slumber of true mortals. And there's the way she speaks is like so formal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, but you're not one of them. And she goes, my kin are more modern. Hence Ariadne. You're like, okay. Interesting. Interesting. And like, I didn't realize dragons were lowers. Like maybe it's in the front of the book. I just don't remember, yeah. but it's like, apparently they're not like true shifters right um, which to me i'm like i feel like they are and ethan's kind of saying like they're more myrrh if anything like mm-hmm. i guess in their forms but i was like myrrh aren't lowers why are dragons yeah i don't know it's just so i just flipped back to the front of the book and mm-hmm. they're just listed under house of flame and shadow but hmm. so are sprites right but the sprites but have the, sp- the special note they it but their special note is that they're they were kicked out of the house and are now considered lowers. So I think dragons technically mm-hmm. aren't lowers. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe the specific one. Did we find an error in the SJM universe? She would never. <sighs> Interesting. Interesting. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so this is where Mark is kind of giving a little bit more like information about like how they might be able to be free Mm -hmm. right that that whole like proving their case of maltreatment and someone else buying them and then setting them free right and so that's like the legal way to go about it so we don't quite settle on something but there is the lawyer in the room who's Mm -hmm. really bringing down the mood Um, i know (laughs) because flynn i mean flynn's like telling the dragon just like shift and go be free and she's like i can't because apparently her like slave tattoo tracks her yeah which i was like does everybody's slave tattoo track them apparently i mean i guess i could i mean it makes sense yeah but um but yeah i mean the sprites are the sprites and the dragon are basically telling them like the astronomers never never gonna just let us go yeah he's like we knew he was sketchy but he is especially a bad dude right he's He's apparently this like ancient sorcerer Mm -hmm. and so you're like ooh, he might not be letting us see the the full scope of his powers for this and he's definitely not letting like the wolf mystic go like apparently she's his favorite and he likes to send her into you know hell and it's not good no it's creepy and i don't like him yes but he wears apparently the rings like the fire sprites so that he could descend into hell and i was like what are you hmm. doing in hell like that you need to go frequently yeah. enough to need these fire sprites i just thought it was like interesting maybe it's like a light source maybe interesting yeah all right so now we're back underwater mm-hmm. and I just think it's funny that Bryce or Hunt, Bryce and Hunt are kind of like, yeah, well, so we had sex mm-hmm. and our powers merged just so everyone's aware. And just I, I feel like they're trying to get more information, but I'm like, no one else knows what's happening. You guys like mm-hmm. you're just broadcasting at this point. But I thought it was interesting, like getting Hunt's perspective of Bryce's power because mm-hmm. he like felt it in her. And he said, like, he existed all at once and not at all. Like he could craft whatever he wished from thin air and nothing could be denied to him. A pure sense of possibility, a slumbering little kernel of creation. Hmm. I was like, Bryce's, we've never gotten Bryce's perspective of her power. She's always no. just like, I can glow. Yeah, it's like blinding light, but it's like creation. Like, that's much more intense. That's way more than I ever thought your power was, yeah. Bryce. Like, why don't we get to hear this information? <laughs> right. Um, But so they're in the like, hospital of the city ship as Mm -hmm. they're having this conversation because Cormac is recovering from getting that Gorshin bullet taken out Mm -hmm. and while they're there they're they're talking about sex teleporting which Mm -hmm. is hilarious and the powers and Hunt is just kind of like oh is this is this what the prince Mm -hmm. meant when he said like our power we haven't explored the full extent of our powers Mm -hmm. and thinking about what we could do together yeah so curious to see if they've like leveled up Mm-hmm. at this point because of it but in a way i'm also like oh are you playing right into the right of the pit's hands at this point yeah is that good i don't know Dumb. um but at one point the commander that had been giving them that tour mm-hmm. reappears and is telling cormac like hey like when you were sleeping and, and recovering you kept saying sophie renast's name and i just i need you to know like we 
weren't able to find her. Like we were too late. Like mm-hmm. she, we, we got like a similar like light. Like when we saw you, we, we were summoned to rescue that agent, mm-hmm. but you know, we didn't, we didn't make it. Yeah. She drowned before they got there. And so we have confirmation that Sophie is dead. Which like makes me so sad. It was just like a little bit of hope. I know. So. I honestly forgot that she had died. I thought that maybe she would live. I know. Right. I'm like, okay, wait, crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long since I read this. I know. But yeah, that made me so sad. And yeah. this like this next chapter is just, it's so sad for Cormac. It is. And it's like, how do, why, why do we go from sexy time to Sophie being dead? Why? It's a great question. Ugh. All right. Chapter 47. Last one. Theory makes a friend. Rune talks today and she tells him a story. Yeah. Rune and Day's conversations are growing more and more interesting and us getting to know her is just, I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curious. Mm-hmm. All right, so the chapter starts out, and Cormac is depressed AF, and I don't blame him. No, he's, like, on his knees in front of Sophie's body, just, he's like, I think I always knew she was good and brave and kind. I never deserved her, not for one minute. Just, (laughs) he says, like, my Sophie. It's so sad. Poor guy, like, he was doing everything. Like, he got engaged to Bryce just so he could try to find Sophie to see if she was even still remotely alive. Poor guy. My heart hurts. I know. Um. So the interesting thing about Sophie's body, which this city ship still has, they like take them to the morgue mm-hmm. um, to like confirm. Yep. But she has these like numbers mm-hmm. that have been like cut into her arm, almost like she was trying to leave a message. Right. And you're just like, what are these numbers? Right. And they don't know what they are. No. No like, one knows. Mm-mm. So hopefully... Declan will figure it out (laughs) if anyone will let it be him he's our he's our answer between him and um Bryce like I feel like those two Ravenclaws can solve anything yes (laughs) um but now the focus kind of becomes on what do we do when we get home like the hind is there she's seen our face she knows what's going on yep what are we supposed to do that's a great question I have no freaking idea me neither (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we pivot, so we don't even know. <laughs> nope. Um, so we pivot to Therian being down with Sendies. Is that how you say her name? Sendes? I don't know. Sendies. Whatever. Um, and he's, like, just in awe of what they've created and what they've lived in for, like, two mm. decades. It's just so cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, people walking around with smoothies and exercise. <laughs> like, it's a legit city. Um, but Sendies wants to know why, like, the River Queen's involving herself with the rebels and you know, Therian does his non-answer because it's the River Queen. Right. Um, but it just seems that like the Ocean Queen wants to aid the rebels and possibly overthrow the Asteri. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the vibe that Sendis is yep. giving him. So out of that, Therian is like, okay, well, like I I see that she's kind of kind of on the same side of this, but like, is she intending to make herself the ruler? Mm-hmm. And Sendis essentially asks, like, why would she do that? And he's like, Well, that's that's what the River Queen would do, like Mm-hmm. why not seize the power and i thought it was so interesting cindy says the ocean queen would not set herself up as a replacement for the asteri she remembers a time before the asteri when leaders were fairly elected that is what she wishes to achieve once more and therian says and you believe her and she says i'm sorry that the river queen has abused your trust so much that you don't the ocean queen sounds awesome way better yeah so there's that but mm-hmm. also like how old is she yeah. <laughs> like she was there before the Asteri. Mm-hmm. like i'm thinking about like the books in jessica's like archive archive right and just those being before the Asteri, and those are like long- i'm like how old are you it's a good question and what do you do with that knowledge of what it was like before the Asteri? I can't imagine. I guess build ships. Build ships. Hide away. Live in the ocean. (laughs) Stay out of it. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. So through this conversation, again, we have some friendships popping up Mm -hmm. these these past couple weeks um, that are a little new and surprising. But it seems like Sendis and Therian are forming 
a friendship. She mm-hmm. tells him, if you ever need anything, Captain Kitos, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a little formal, but friends? Friendly? Yeah. Friendly, I think. It's a good option. Well, I think it's like the mer just have an intuitive yeah. like understanding of each other. Yeah. So there's that. I did think it was interesting. I think we skipped over it oh, in oops. the conversation. No, you're fine with Sendy's and Therian about Sophie's body. Oh. He asks like if she'll release it to him. He's like, I know this is weird, but like, will you release it? And she's like, why? And mm-hmm. he just says the River Queen wants it. And that's really like all he can say. Yeah. She's like, well, it's not my decision. It would be Cormac's decision. So you'd have to ask him. And I think we all know that's a straight no. Yeah. But she asks, she's like, do you have a necromancer? Like, on staff basically and the necromancer being referenced right and it's like wait what and they're basically she she's thinking like why else would you want sophie's body if you right. weren't like close to her and it's like if you could get a necromancer you could reanimate this body and get her thunderbird powers and it's mm-hmm. like would the river queen do that mm. i don't know i don't know i don't like it it's very yeah but for two necromancers to be referenced, like, yeah. this close together is really bizarre. I agree. But Therian, I think, is, like, clearly, like, starting to question, you know, his place mm-hmm. with the River Queen. Yeah. And he said it was getting harder to ignore the part of him that didn't want to go home at all. Like, mm-hmm. there's some drifting. For sure. Happening there, which is sad, reasonable, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? I know um okay so now last pivot yes <laughs> finally is between rune and day yeah so we're on board the ship everybody's like falling asleep or with their person and rune just like he's chilling and he hears day's voice mm. um and so he just kind of goes to their mental bridge um and she seems very worried about him apparently yeah. she heard that about the attack at on idra y- however you say that mm-hmm um, and he, you know, obviously assures her that he's fine. They're right. all fine. So that's good. It's nice that she's worried about him, you know? Right. But he kind of like tells her a little bit about what he saw, right? Like mm-hmm. those innocent veneer being killed and yeah. and her not caring. Um, and, you know, just how crazy she is. But Day, Day says to him that she's a fan, she's a fanatic. Dedicated to the rebel cause, yes, but to her own cause, most of all. Like, what's her own cause? It's a good question. Like, how does and how does that differ from the rebel cause? Mm-hmm. So, I just I have some questions. Yeah, and he confirms that like Sophie is in fact dead, which right. Day seems upset about because she said like they were kindred spirits and like Sophie really was a good yeah. person. Well, and they were talking to each other before this, right? So clearly, there was some kind of connection. Yeah. Um. And so, basically, they wind up talking about kids, and mm-hmm. Rune tells her how he can't have kids, and, like, the whole prophecy, which I was shocked. Like, he's not told anybody this prophecy. Mm-hmm. Granted, like, Day doesn't know who he is, so maybe it's not the same as, like, telling somebody that already knows, like, you're the crown prince, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's really sweet. She's like, you know, I think you would be a good father, because he obviously doubts himself because of his dad. But she's like, you know, you're kind and caring and love others. Yeah. And those are like great qualities. So mm-hmm. I just like how she's being. Yeah. Well, also the way this conversation started, she said to be free of the theory, there are things that we all must do that will leave a mark on our souls. It's the cost so that our children and their children won't ever need to pay it. So they'll know a world of freedom and plenty. And then Rune thinks the words of a dreamer. And I just, this just made me think of like Akatar for a minute. Yeah. And I just, I think it's just such an interesting perspective on Day as we're continuing to learn more about her. Mm-hmm. Like she's a spy. She's deep in it. She mm-hmm. was a little hard at first. She's, you know, all of these things, but she's also a dreamer. And I is know. that why like her and Rune are, are connecting on these levels? I don't know. I don't but. Know. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Yep. Um, but so he is telling her how he like can't fall asleep or whatever everybody else is. And she's like, do you want to hear a story? And he's like, yeah, okay. But like not thinking she's actually going to tell him a story. Right. But she does. Yeah. Like once upon a time. And I was right. like, oh, it's, ne- it's bedtime. 
time. I know. But she like walks over to him and like is like brushing his hair. It's like so intimate. It's so intimate and just like starts telling this story about a young witch that lived in a cottage with her mother that was discovered by like an evil prince that wanted her for her beauty and the forest is trying to help her and um, it like helps her in all these different ways but he winds up like falling asleep at the end of the story. Yep. Which on a cliffhanger, right? It says it struck her breast like there was a knife uh, or an iron tipped archer. And that arrow struck her breast, and where her blood fell, olive trees sprouted. As her body hit the earth, the force transformed her one last time. And you're like, to what? Right. How does this end? And then immediately Mm -hmm. after this, Rune's woken up. And so you're like, oh, okay, maybe we'll get an answer again. Mm -hmm. And he, he asked her, like, how did the story end? Like, the witch that was pierced with the arrow. Like, Mm -hmm has it end and she tells him that the forest turned the witch into a monster before she hit the earth a beast of claws and fangs and bloodlust she ripped the prince and hounds who pursued her into shreds and rune goes and that's it and she goes that's it I'm like okay that's quite a story that's not a bedtime story no. that's a terrible ending and then she just like walks off and drifts drifts away and you're like, yeah Hey, what? That was not expected. What was that? That was rude. That's what it was. It's a fake bedtime story. Yeah, I was like, that was not comforting at all. But also, like, I'm not going to go into it, but my theories cap is like, what does this mean? A hundred percent. Wild. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next week, we are talking chapters 48 through 52 and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye thank you so much for listening to a court of fairies and fangirls a sarah j mass fan podcast please rate review and subscribe and let us know what you think check out our patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as one dollar a month You can also find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.